0: Keep your back straight as much as you can. Let your hands rest on your lap or wherever they are comfortable, allowing your shoulders to relax. And then gently Close your eyes. Let's take a few moments to be aware of the surrounding. Feel the energy of the space. Be aware of the lighting, the temperature. Different sounds that come within the space. The sounds come from outside. Now take a few deep breaths, breathe in deeply, and breathe out softly. As you breathe in and breathe out, Allow your body to relax and allow your mind to calm. Scan through your body from the top of your head, to the tips of your toes, noticing all the feelings, sensations. Notice where you feel stress, tightness, tenderness. Breathe into those areas. Check your posture. If it's not comfortable, you may adjust it any time during the practice. With that deep awareness about your surrounding and about yourself, let's begin our practice with loving-kindness. As always, let's begin with ourselves thinking thus. May I be healthy? May I be content? and may I be peaceful. May I be healthy, may I be content, and may I be peaceful. You may choose your own words. The most important thing is take this time to deeply connect with yourself. Fill your heart with loving, kind, and caring thoughts. We spend hours, days, weeks, months, and years attending to responsibilities, taking care of other businesses, people. So this few minutes is yours. Recognize your struggles, your difficulties, limitations. These could be physiological, psychological in nature. May I be healthy, may I be content, and may I be peaceful. experience peace and relaxation within. I am healthy, I am content, and I am peaceful. Now let's share these loving, kind and positive thoughts with our loved ones. Think about your friends, your family members. May they also be healthy, be content and be peaceful. Our parents, children, spouses, grandparents, grandchildren. Think about them individually by names. If you can think of someone who goes through a difficult time, a situation, think of that person. Share your loving, kind, and positive energy with that person. May my loved ones be healthy, be content, and be peaceful. Now extending these positive thoughts towards the whole world, think of all living beings, humans, non-humans, all the creatures. May they also be healthy, be content, and be peaceful. Keep an open heart, be mindful of your judgments, include everybody, even most difficult personalities in your life. There is so much suffering in the world due to many reasons, many conditions, hunger, wars, different diseases, lack of empathy, kindness, lack of understanding, miscommunication. Learn to be kind. May all living beings free from anger, fear, hatred, and all the physical and mental suffering time to time check your posture check your neck check your back check your shoulders keep your body relaxed and comfortable now gently bring your attention onto your breath Try to maintain your focus between your nostrils and upper lip if you can and then as you inhale and exhale, be mindful of each breath without manipulating your breath, without being forceful, And allow that natural rhythmic breathing patterns to take place. And then as each breath, just gently remind yourself, in breath, out breath. In breath, out breath. The purpose of this particular practice is to be in the present moment. So each time when you connect with your breath, you connect with the moment. understand the nature of your mind it constantly get distracted different thoughts physical pains sensations emotions so each time when you Recognize that your mind been distracted, just simply bring your mind back to breath. in-breath, out-breath, in-breath, out-breath. Make a strong determination to keep your practice every day. Take a few minutes a day to be kind to yourself, be compassionate, and be kind to others and share it with the world. And learn to be mindful, apply to -to day-to-day life. When you take a walk, when you do dishes, When you're on the road, at work, when you're standing in line to check out your stuff at the grocery store. Be mindful. Observe your thoughts, your emotions. Be aware of your words, actions, reactions. Allow your practice to guide you to improve the quality of the relationship that you have with yourself and with the world. Now, as you keep your eyes closed, please bring your palms together, closer to your heart. And as you are listening to this brief chanting, They've been chanted for thousands of thousands of years by so many teachers all around the world. Think of all the good deeds that you have done in your life and bring all those things to this moment and allow those positive energy to become a really good vibration to heal you physically, mentally and emotionally. And through... The power of these blessings may no harm come to you, may no difficulties come to you. May you always find peace
1: and joy. <laughs> chang vadda pacha dhamma vaddanti Sampatanti Sanga Sampatanti mevach Atu Nibbana Sampatanti Imina te to
0: peace be with you. May you be healthy, may you be content, and may you be peaceful. Thank you very much. You may open eyes. Good morning, everybody. Um, I know the, the progression of things, how it goes here is a little bit different, so today we're gonna to do things a little bit differently. Um, so, uh, so glad you are here. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm glad to be here. Um, do you have any questions? Uh, when, when they first asked me, um, to, um, to do the meditation here today and ask me uh, for a topic. Um, I'm not really good with uh, following a topic and giving really uh, talks. Um, I can talk, but I'm not really good at following a, a topic. Uh, I get distracted. So uh, if you have any questions, and I can certainly um, answer any um, questions if you have. If not, I, w- I can always come up with something to speak about. Sorry, oh, hi, Jason. I know you're working like a that, so Is that correct? That's correct. Right.
2: What do you see that are a lot of
0: Right. So, one of the it's a great question. Um, I think we all are in a, uh, in, it's a, mental health is a spectrum. And we all have, uh, that a little bit in all of us. And I, one, one commentaries that I like in Buddhist, one of the, uh, the books that, um, comes up, uh, in Pali is that it says, "Subbe putujjana om So, every person has a, some sort of a, um, a psychological, um, issue that they deal with. And it's different from person to person. Obviously, as a psychiatric nurse where I work, and those individuals tend to have, um, they're in a crisis situations. And so we stabilize them and we send them back to the society. Oh, hi, Ben. I didn't rec- recognize you. Hi. Sorry. I'm sorry. So, um, anyway, um, so we, we all, uh, struggle with, um, some sort of, um, difficulties. And obviously, when somebody come to um, a, a meditation, and the the reason behind it that people obviously feel that that they there is certain things that they can improve with with their psychological processes that they deal with, and you know the com- the most common things are stresses um anxieties depression and when we ignore these things and it come to a point where that people um some people rather than finding healthy choices to actually find solutions for those things and they adopt um really negative practices. You know, uh the 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 most common things that you find, uh for example, let's say if you are someone who struggles to sleep, and a lot of people that I deal with, they uh very commonly they use um alcohol, for example. And and that is a, a Alcohol itself, a depressant. And we really, even though it knocks you out for a couple hours, and you're going to obviously wake up from it. And then you have to deal with hangover and all that stuff a little later. Anyway, um, but when you keep doing it, that affects your life drastically. Not only your physical health, it also affects your mental health because mind and body is work together and that also affect your surrounding and your families. And so there are so many people get affected by it. And so the one of the things about with what I do is that I see that different people come there for different reasons and some people um is there just briefly because, you know, they had some sort of fallout. And some people, they need very long-term um, help. And so what I see there is that um, when we deal with healthy brains and a lot of these individuals can really take time to, recover, heal themselves by practicing certain things and they can find themselves and some are not able to find themselves and so they need a little bit more help and some people need to be institutionalized and so it is what it is and so my in, in my job, um, I have so many different experiences and where that some people um, get help they need very quickly and then we stabilize them and they go back to their, you know, regular life. and But they have to find themselves. And I think one of the things about, practicing mindfulness, loving kindness, going to church, and having a spiritual life, because we are talking about in the context of spirituality, is that that allows you to just find yourself and to work through some of the issues uh, that you work with. And um, it's a, I think it's a Good question, but it's a very complicated question. But, um, okay, now, here's, here's, the word self"? right? Like, the word self"? That's right. <laughs> no, you're fine, you can't be so the the. Uh, Yes, that's, that's a good question. Uh, in in Buddhist, Buddhist teachings that we do not talk about a soul, which is that um, there is something exists that permanently exists, because we talk about impermanence. And when we talk about impermanence, it, uh, it does not allow us to, there is no ground to stand for us to say that there is a self exist. However, the Buddha never denies that there is this idea of self that we continue to uh, develop and it's continuously change it's we We build this self person me son as I go along with as my experience changes, my self change, and so it's a continuation of that journey and I am not the same same person that used to teach meditation 12 15 years ago in the basement I myself has changed so it's uh, it's okay to call yourself self but it is what goes wrong is when we identify it as something that um permanent that's where the biggest struggles come from and that's where people suffer because then we get, get attached to that identity and that create whole a lot of suffering because then what we try to do is to hold on to that self rather than go along with the changes that happens and that itself become a struggle which cause a lot of suffering. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good question. Yes. Oh Jim, hi. Hi. From my reading in uh neuroscience, uh huh many, mm-hmm. scientists the same of brain this idea, like you say. Right. it's kind of an evolutionary thing, but it's still just a simulation. And um it really in reality doesn't exist. Right. But it's a very useful illusion. And this is interesting because it overlaps with what with what Buddhism discovered two thousand years ago. Right. right. Does the brain produce a mind? Oh gosh, I don't know. Proud. <laughs> well, well the, I think the, I think they are actually going away from that idea, Jim, uh, the, the newest studies, actually, because they used to say the, the mind is a byproduct of the brain. And now the new, the newest studies that they are suggesting, they are trying to kind of navigate to a, away from that whole idea, rather than recognizing. But it is a, um, it's, it goes hands in hand. You know, uh, the definitely when we improve our brain chemistry, when we work with our uh, neurological. Uh, processes and it really improves the, our quality of life and it does change the way we think, look at things. This is something that w- they are trying to do with someone who has depression, you know, and the medications that they develop and certain medication really improve the uh, certain brain um, functions, uh, neuroplasticity, and it takes a little bit of time that certain regions of the brains to really to improve. So people way of thinking changes over the period of time. And, um, and so the, the thing about that is that we can't really isolate do the, those two and talk about it because in order for us to improve the, the physiological aspect of life, that psychological uh, uh, aspect is really important because that's how we change our thought process. By changing the psychological processes, we can change our behaviors. And that help us to improve uh, the, the physiological aspect of um, life. And so I, I think that I read something recently that actually the scientists are trying to gui- trying to st- go away from that whole idea that that they believed. I think they started in late eighties, right? Uh, that it's a byproduct of the brain. But I was told that um, I read something that actually they are trying to see that you know they um, work together to Im- uh, improve each that aspect, so. If I might interject something here, Western
2: philosophy we used the word epiphenomena for something that hovers above wall thing. And, um, and, and what you're talking about, Amdi, is um, precisely that, that it used to be that the, um, the consciousness was seen as an epiphenomenon over the brain. So
0: the brain somehow, quote, causes it, you know, whatever. Right. And All I got was that I. All I got was that I was kind of knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. So your heart feel heavy because you I'm not sure. I don't know how to explain that, but the the conversation that
2: is here is but I think trying to think of how to use this connected to I don't know how trying to ask the
0: question. Anybody? I'm Tom. Ben? Ma- okay. right Right. And us not allowing ourselves to be controlled by one or the other reality. Right. Right? Very good. Very good. Anybody wants to add anything? Um, I, I think it's it's probably a good point because you said you have uh you, you struggle with anxiety. We we all do. We all we we all go through anxiety. Anxiety is a very common thing and it's there for a reason. And, however, what happens with anxiety is that over the period of time, rather than anxiety letting to, it to be a, a positive impact and it's become a negative impact because we are still, um, I, I think one of the biggest issue now they are talking about this, uh, the whole notion of trauma that humans deals with is that we have this this so much anxiety, and we don't know how to turn it off. And this is just just um, the fight and flight mode, and it's always on. On the road, it's on. On the plane, it's on. We are freaking out about Oh, probably. I shouldn't say that word on the basis of their recording. <laughs> we we are just you know continue to the the, the fear, uh, anger, frustrations, and you know, and we continue to. Um, Go through these, um, cycles. And I think it's really not really help us. And so this is where the, the Buddhism is a unique, uh, has a unique place in this is because it allows you to come out of that mode and actually just sit outside of yourself and sort of watch you. And maybe that's where you feel that heart is actually heavy. Maybe it's always heavy. You're just starting to notice it. And, you know, one of the things that happens to a lot of people is that when a lot of things going on, we are masking it and we are, we forget what's happening. And when you are in a panic attack, if you ever had been a panic attack, what's the first thing they'd tell you? Breathe, breathe, breathe. It brings you to the moment. And what happens that when we get busy with family, jobs, uh, you know, with all the responsibilities that we have, we kind of get lost in it. And Buddha says this in one word. He says there are there are a lot of avijja, meaning that we have a lot of ignorance about ourselves it's not that we are stupid that we don't understand how our body works we don't understand how our mind works and when we are lost in it and we create a lot of suffering for ourselves and why would this Would this teaching is unique is that it allows you to step outside of that cyclical thing and um to think for yourself, and to take control over your emotions, take control over your thought processes, and to um, own it. So the fear goes away, and you're able to accomplish your goals. I'll stop after this um, example. I was going into uh, driving to school to get my CDL license. That was my bucket list things, right? So you know how when you drive a truck, when you turn left, it goes right. I My brain could not follow that. And a lady instructor, I was trying and trying, and I was failing miserably, and they were frustrated. I'm hitting all the cones, and this thing is going everywhere. And she got into the other side and said, son, own it. And until that, I was so focused on getting this box on to this, you know, two-lane thing. And I was so focused on and I forgot who I am as a person. And I forgot why I am getting this. This was, this is supposed to be something beautiful because it's a bucket list thing. It wasn't I was going to go across the country to drive a, a semi. And I have forgotten it. And that's that's what happens a lot of time in life. And we forget who we are. We forget why we are here. We forget what, why we started, what what we are doing. And it just become a a maintaining thing. And that push us to every day to be in that fight-and-flight mode. And so when we practice loving kindness, mindfulness, it brings us that gentleness. It brings you to the moment. It brings you to recognize your frustrations, your vulnerabilities, and to say that this is what I'm dealing with now, and I am going to, you know, deal with it. And I'm going to make the right choices, rather than fighting with it all the time or running away from it. That stopped that whole cycle. And when that stops, that's what in uh, Buddhist teachings we call enlightenment. So you have so many enlightened moments. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Uh, Thank you for being here. Rebecca?